0: Welcome everybody to the Week Eleven Eyes on Big Podcast. This is your number one favorite Big Ten football specific podcast. I am your co-host Jeffrey the Greek, joined as always by
1: this is Big Kurt here. How
0: you feeling today, Big Kurt?
1: I feel damn good. I yeah, was, I just came from a work function on the University of Minnesota campus where the whole time was overlooking beautiful TCF Bank Stadium. Mm, it's right go. across the, the street. Home of the Gophers. Yep. Home of the Gophers.
0: Yeah, I've had a pretty good uh, week of work, too, I'm happy to say. Um, my toddler's only had seven meltdowns this week, which oh, might like, seem high, but that's actually that's some pretty good numbers. That's so, the under? Yeah. That's, okay. Yeah, we hit the under at this point in the week. Still some time left. Uh, and then uh, – Sorry for getting the podcast out a little bit late. Especially sorry to uh, Eric Townsley who uh, hit us up on Twitter wondering where the podcast was at, and we obviously feel horrible. It's what you shouldn't feel horrible. It wasn't your fault. It was it was I, Jeffrey the Greek's fault. So we apologize.
1: Sometimes work gets in the way.
0: Yeah, this uh, does not unfortunately pay quite as well as (laughs) our other endeavors do, but if you guys want to chip in and make that happen, by golly, I can tell you we could get this thing out pretty much the exact same time every week. Yeah,
1: maybe a GoFundMe?
0: Yeah. yeah. Um, All right, McMahon, what uh, what do we want to hit up first here? All right, let's kick it off with a little housekeeping. Housekeeping? No, thank you. Sleeping? Housekeeping?
1: We've got some news, some personnel movement this week. Minnesota has fired defensive coordinator Rob Smith and promoted defensive line coach Joe Rossi to the interim defensive coordinator.
0: And and a chronological side of things, we recorded the podcast Sunday afternoon. Literally, yep. the news came out. I don't know, two hours after we was it that quickly? Or, yeah, yeah, it was that day. It was sometime later that day. Yeah, so we were kind of ahead of the curve, but yet by the time by the know, time you, you could, heard it, we were behind. Yeah. So we just but, want to try to pat ourselves on the back there a little bit. But we did know that was coming. It seemed kind of obvious, especially well, if you have at some gopher, point gopher buddies that you're following on Twitter or in general. It
1: kind of was like the Hardy-Nickerson thing. All yeah. the Illini fans knew it was coming. It was just a matter of time. Yeah, um, I was actually listening to a gopher podcast that was kind of they had recorded about the same time as us. And they were complaining because they couldn't believe that Rob Smith still hadn't been fired. So I guess he's going to be our defensive coordinator this week again. And do you wonder
0: if that's something where the groundswell underneath him forced P.J. Flex hand on that? I don't know. I don't see P.J.
1: letting that kind of stuff get to him. Yeah,
0: I agree. I don't think so.
1: Let's move on to Big Ten power rankings. This week we're going to divide into three tiers because it's getting a little more jumbled, a little more difficult to separate one from another. So, bottom tier. Of course, we've got Rutgers at fourteen. Coming in at thirteen is Indiana. I don't like to say it, but but they they've earned that spot. Just a quick stop.
0: Sure. It could be four tiers with Rutgers literally being. In I've i thought tier.
1: about doing that too oh, yeah. because I, I think
0: that's a disservice to Indiana fans. It, it well,
1: and the rest that are in this tier as well. Because <laughs> right, the, the top of this tier should be really funny. Yeah, I mean, it's hard. Rutgers is easily the worst team, right? Okay. I think we can all agree with that. But then Indiana 13, 12 is Minnesota, won the recent head-to-head, co- head-to-head contest, and then Illinois at 11. It's hard for me to put Illinois at 11, too, because I don't think they're very good.
0: But They're definitely better than Rutgers.
1: And they beat Minnesota. Right. They just beat them. And then at 10, Nebraska, which is a difficult one, too. They've only won two games, but if you look at them and watch them play, they're not a bad team.
0: Yeah, we said before we sat down to record with the power rankings that it's getting to the point where team a beat team b but team c beat team a Mm -hmm. and and it's hard to kind of go back and forth so you try to basically err on how has the team looked the last couple weeks yep
1: and nebraska's looked pretty good yep okay moving up to the second tier number nine maryland eight penn state seven michigan state greek might be offended by this one number six iowa i get it and then at five wisconsin
0: I mean, again, Iowa and Wisconsin are both 6-3. I mean, I know it was ancient history to a certain degree, right. but Wisconsin beat Iowa head-to-head.
1: And neither has looked great recently. Correct. So moving on to the top tier, Purdue sneaks into there, number four. Northwestern, three. Keep in mind, they're first place in the West. Ohio State, two. And, of course, Michigan, number one. Okay.
0: I can live with that. No arguments there? You could – Go paralysis by analysis on a couple things, but I don't even really think it's worth it at this point. Um, We're giving giving it the old uh, uh, you are what your record is on a lot of that stuff. That's right. Yeah.
1: And head-to-head goes into it a lot as well. Moving on to some injuries here. Tariq Black, not listed on the injury report in any way. Interesting.
0: And he played. I don't know if you saw. He caught a long pass. Oh, I missed that. In the last game, but it was taken back because of penalty. Okay. But it was there. It happened. All right. Happened. So, Tariq Black, no longer listed.
1: Shannon Brooks, more sad news out of Minnesota, running back with a knee injury, out for the remainder of the season after he made his valiant comeback against Indiana. Alex Hornibrook still has that concussion, out for this week. And then, new one, Olivi Sagapolu. Nice. Defensive lineman for Wisconsin,
0: out for the remainder of the year. Yeah. So, not a lot of good injury news there. I guess the one thing you would say about Shannon Brooks is he never – red shirted so right. he'll be able to use that red shirt and not lose a year yeah this year. he'll be able to come back so that's kind of good for them
1: i wonder if he will test the waters though in the nfl draft no you don't think so that would be a big surprise to me okay yeah i think he has to have another solid year but unfortunately for wisconsin they
0: just have had
1: awful injury luck yeah this i year. mean there's
0: no doubt that that's been the story of the year for yeah, for wisconsin really has that and poor quarterback play Yeah. Yes. All right. So then, uh, after that, then we move on to where he did the big 10 big Kurt rankings. Now we'll go ahead and do big Kurt's least favorite rankings on Mm -hmm. the entire planet, which is the college football rankings. So I did a poor job of actually listing them off last time. So I'll do a better job this time. Uh, one, two, three, and four is Alabama Clemson. Of course. Notre Dame and Michigan, I don't think there's any college football fan that can argue with that ranking in any way, shape, or form. Nope. Um, Even me. Yeah. Um, And I read so many articles during the the week when I have downtime, which isn't very often, uh, but I get them all blended together on where I read stuff, so if, uh, if I don't reference it. Yep. I don't really care, but if I don't reference it, it's not It's not because I'm being sneaky. I just literally don't remember. But anyways, one of the articles I read uh, was comparing Alabama to Clemson. Obviously, everybody's putting Alabama up on a pe- pedestal as they should be, sure. but if you look at the rankings mm-hmm. and the statistics of Alabama Clemson, they're almost identical. When you go down okay. to the yards per play, yards per play okay. difference, Um, And what about strength of schedule? Strength of schedule was very close. I think off the top of my head, I think they were only separated by like five, which is incredible because all you hear about is how poor Clemson's schedule is. Well, we heard that about
1: Bama, too, until last week.
0: Right. But even after last week, this was even after the LSU game. Bama was ahead of Clemson, but it wasn't like. A discernible difference where it made a they're 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 close they unf- they are the number one and number two yeah. best teams in the country and um, I, I don't think you can really really get around that. I
1: just saw something. It was either Danny Cannell or maybe Joel Clatt. I think it was Joel Clatt was posting where these how how no teams two three and four would stack up against Alabama according to Vegas. Yes, and uh, Bam would be an eight point favorite against Clemson, fourteen point favorite against Michigan.
0: Yes. Um, And it was something like 20, 21 maybe against. And by the way, it's just crazy that we are at a point in college football history, right? Because everything comes in five to 10 year clicks with Mm -hmm. stuff. I mean, at one point, Florida State was absolutely the best. At one point, Nebraska was absolutely the best. USC, obviously we're in the Bama times. Now, the Bama times are far exceeded any of the other previous amazing runs. I don't think certainly, that's even up for debate.
1: Certainly in terms of length. Maybe length. not one individual team, but in length of time in which yeah, they've Yeah, one individual team, that's
0: always debatable. But sure. for length and, and consistency and everything, it's absolutely Yeah, it's, it's absolutely probably the best incredible. in but, history, right? So everything's just based off of Bama. But yeah, just to give you the exact numbers, um, Clemson is a 8.5-point dog okay. to Bama, according to Vegas. Michigan would be 14-point dogs. Notre Dame, 205 and then did you see UCF? Uh, 31, was 31 it? 31 points. Yeah. And that was kind of Danny Cannell's whole point of this is so why. So it was Cannell. okay. Yeah, was Danny. Danny Cannell. Okay. So um, the one thing I'd point out, just to, just to be a jerk to you a little bit, but you had erroneously stated last week that Michigan controls their own destiny. They really don't. Well, They are as close to controlling their own destiny as they can. But the fact okay. of the matter remains, everybody that is not named Clemson and probably you could say Notre Dame because I think those are the three teams that control their destiny okay. right now. It is very, very, very hard for me to see anybody knocking mm-hmm. Notre Dame down unless they lose a game, obviously. Sure. But the fact of the matter is is if Georgia and Alabama get to the SEC championship yeah, that's and a Georgia beats Alabama, Correct. you are now, I, it would be hard for me to think they would leave Georgia out if we are assuming here Clemson and Notre right. Dame get all the way through. Now you're looking at a one-loss Alabama going against a one-loss Michigan. <laughs> so yeah, you're right. So that's why at the end I included the Notre Dame game because, again, if you are a uh, Michigan fan, and actually we'll go through the next rankings, number five, Georgia, number six, Oklahoma, number seven, LSU, number eight, Washington State, number nine, West Virginia, number 10, Kentucky, as far as Big Ten, or 10, Ohio, 10 State. Ohio State. And as far as Big Ten teams, we got Michigan State jumped all the way up to eighteen. Penn State is at twenty, and Iowa's at twenty-one. So we got five Big Ten teams in the rankings this week. LSU
1: is a little too high there. Ridiculous. Yeah. Every
0: and I'm actually happy to report almost all the podcasts that Mm -hmm. I listen to. People specifically picked out LSU. And I think a lot of people picked out Florida yeah. as well as that far as make being sense. and another one to me, I think maybe right on the cusp of LSU for being the most overranked team mm-hmm. in the college football playoff right now is Oklahoma. I'm not saying yeah. Oklahoma should be out of the top ten, Gosh, but what is up? I, I think Washington State, West Virginia, they should both be in front of Oklahoma. All the what is everybody bagging on? on uh Ohio state right now it's their defense, defense right. has anybody watched Oklahoma <laughs> yeah, they're pretty bad try to defense. tackle somebody yeah. it's it's atrocious and it's been atrocious all year they fired their defensive coordinator it was right. so bad but i don't know i thought that was probably the most interesting things i, I really wouldn't put auburn uh at 24th either. and Mis-
1: mississippi state's a little conspicuous too yeah
0: now the one thing at 16 the one 16. thing i would say is if you wanna if you really got some spare time look at the other team try to find five or six other teams that would jump in to take the place of some of these teams. It's just been Yeah, it's tough. It's right been now. a quagmire of teams, basically spot seven through forty. Right. This it's, year.
1: It's like uh two thousand seven was with mm. the with the top teams. That's yeah. how it is after you get past the elite teams here. Yeah. Everyone's beating each other up. Okay. That's my take. All righty. Should we move on to the games? Let's do it. <laughs>
0: All right, so this is once again, kind of depressingly, the week eleven yeah, games about it. of the college football season. Uh, we are all done with the buys. Indiana was the last last uh, last week, uh, so we got seven games, which is seven games. All big, all fourteen Big Ten teams. Not one night game. We have entered the yeah. weird Big Ten. Don't play a lot of night game stuff, which. I can't imagine many people agree with. No, I don't. And I think I, I want to see games all day. I think it's silly. But uh, so first up, we've got the four and five Illinois fighting Illini, traveling to the two and seven Nebraska Cornhuskers. This is an eleven o'clock a.m. game on Big Ten Network. Nebraska is favored by seventeen. The over/under is fifty-eight points yards per game. Or yards per play? Yeah, yards per play
1: differential here. Illinois is at a tie for 12th in the league at negative 0.79 yards per play. Nebraska sitting right there in the middle at number 8, negative 0.18 yards per play differential. Um, all right, so
0: how can – Nebraska wins the game. How do they do this?
1: They do it by improving on defense. Now, I looked up a little – some statistics here over the year – with this Nebraska defense. They've actually gotten worse, progressively worse, each month defensively in terms of yards surrendered. Now, they've only played one game in November. It was against Ohio State. So you can kind of throw that out, right? But 481 yards against Ohio State. Back in September, they were giving up 414 yards per game. Remember, they played a pretty tough schedule in September. Troy, Colorado, right? Yeah. In October, 462 yards per game they surrendered. Mm. And that includes Bethune-Cookman.
0: Right. I mean, they certainly look better versus Bethune Cookman. I don't think there's yep. any doubt about that. Especially, and they looked better the first half versus Minnesota. There were pockets of good play versus Ohio State mm-hmm. last week.
1: So they are 13th in the Big Ten at yards per game surrendered. Illinois is 14th. Okay. These also were two very good teams
0: offensively. They kind of mirror, they each, mirror other each other yeah. quite a bit. Which gets you to the next one. How, do, how does Illinois win this game? Well,
1: before we move on to that, how does let's stay with right. Nebraska? How do they win? Point the AR fifteen away from your foot, away from the foot. Um, th- th- we've been talking all year about how much they just kill themselves each game. So if they can clean that up, that's one way they win. Now, how does Illinois win? What defense shows up? Does the Lovey Smith defense show up that we saw last week against Minnesota, or does the Hardy Nickerson defense from hell show up that we saw every other game for Illinois?
0: You got to think uh, it's not fixed. It's not just a done deal. This I is can't a good imagine. defense now, but the consistent defensive gaffs that you saw out of Illinois looked a lot better last week. Not not that they were, you know, the eighty-five Bears defense last week, but it was a lot. It looked yep. a lot better. I would think that's something that they're going to see. Moving forward, for this game, for Illinois, I've kind of been saying the same thing. Pick pick something, okay? Yep. Run blitz the heck out of them. Sure. If you give up big plays, which, by the way, you're going to, <laughs> to, yeah. to Nebraska. I mean, I'll be honest with you. There's not a lot of defenses you can pick to stop Nebraska from getting big plays no. regardless. With that being said, just just try to make Martinez as uncomfortable as you can. And just go at him.
1: Right. Um, and I think they can maybe do that a little bit when he's dropping back to pass. But they're going to have trouble stopping him when he when he pulls the ball and runs. For sure. Because there's just something they're terrible at. Their edge defense is absolutely atrocious. So I don't know how you can clean that up. Um, another way they win, big plays. Reggie Corbin. He's second in the country in yards per carry at 9.07. He's first in the country at 70-plus yard runs, 60-plus yard runs, 50-plus yard runs, and
0: 40-plus yard runs. Yeah, I saw the stats going through Twitter. It blew my mind.
1: Yeah, if you can just stop him from having those huge plays, that's, that's a formula for success for Nebraska. And, of course, the formula for success for Illinois is, is, is keep having them bust those huge plays. Now, if Illinois had just not lost to South Florida and blown that game, they'd be sitting at five wins right now and very motivated with three games left, this probably being the most winnable. But you are going on the road. This is a bad Big Ten team going on the road to a hostile environment. So I think seventeen point five is
0: a huge spread here. I was kinda of surprised at that one, weren't you? A little bit little bit higher than I thought. Um and that started, that actually started higher. That was up. Yes, yeah, it moved down a it's, little bit. It's moved down. So right. the public obviously agrees with me and you that we thought it was a little bit too high. I think I'm with you on where you were going with this. is you know, we've kind of moved through how each team can win. This is how I think it'll go. Mm-hmm. I think there's going to be points put on oh, yeah. the board. I'm actually kind of surprised to see the uh, 58 points for the over-under. So the first thing I'm going to say is. I like the over, and I do too. I... Um, but but ultimately, yeah, I, I I don't think it's going to be a game that Nebraska is ever going to be too uncomfortable. I think it'll be a little bit closer than maybe a lot of Nebraska fans would would like. Yep. but I yeah, it, it feels like a closer to a thirteen to fourteen point win for Nebraska. Today. And
1: and I do feel like Nebraska is going to win. I just feel like Illinois is going to cover here. A little bit of history, Nebraska 11-3-1 overall in this series. Of course, Illinois won back in 2015. Before that, their previous two wins were 1923 and 24, when Red Grange was storming the gridiron for the the fighting Illini.
0: So if you're a Illini fan, like Big Kurt, when it comes to Nebraska, you're due. You're you're due for something good to happen, maybe. Well, I
1: remember in 15, I told my wife they beat Nebraska, and of course she didn't appreciate it. And I said, well, the last time they did that was 1924, and her eyes just lit up. Of course, they're not playing every year, but still.
0: Yep. All right. So that moves us on to the next game, the five and four Maryland Terrapins at the four and five Indiana Hoosiers. This is also an eleven o'clock AM game on Big Ten Network. Indiana is a two-point favorite. The over-under is 55. We've played this game before, but who wants to make a bowl game? Yes. Something to point out. Maryland, their next three games after this, or next two games, excuse me, Ohio State and Penn State-ish. Yep. Indiana, next two games after this, Michigan and Purdue. So, So, so yeah, unfortunately. Somewhat, somewhat of a winnable game for Indiana with yeah. Purdue. Yeah, but, maybe, maybe right. But Indiana ain't been ain't beating Michigan. Nope. So this is with Indiana sitting at four wins, and you could pretty much say the same thing with Maryland sitting at five wins with Ohio State and Penn State coming up. And and at both of those. Correct let's point out. The loser of this game will not be going to a ball.
1: Correct. And glad you brought that up. I had that in my notes as well. Now I use had a little bit more time to prepare here. They had an off week, and I think that's a good thing Anytime you're facing a Matt Canada offense and you're not elite up front, and IU's not. Yards per play? Oh, I'm sorry. Yards per play. Thank you, Greek. Maryland, seventh in the conference at plus 0.74 yards per play differential. IU is 10th at negative 0.31. Okay. Quite a big difference there. So where do you start on Maryland? or How can Maryland win this game? Well, (laughs) get a lead, I think. Okay, I, I I don't see IU being a, a comeback team here. So I get ahead and and you know maybe maybe have Kasim Hill complete a couple passes here and there.
0: Yeah, um, Maryland has been really if you if you look back. It's about the easiest team to predict in the Big Ten. In retrospect, by the way, nothing's easy to predict. That's right. As you're going through things. But essentially, how this has gone down is when Maryland has gone against a defense that's good, they, they, they're, they're, terrible. They're, they're, they're
1: terrible. And they literally can't move the ball yep. at
0: all. Yep. And somehow, how it's worked out is it's been every. Every other week. I know. Do you know? They, they lose. Yeah. They win. They lose. Which so is just they the lost last week in in, you know, right. astonishing fashion to Michigan State. One would think they're back on to the to the good side of things this yeah. week.
1: And Indiana not a bad defense, but not stout like the ones that they've been losing to. Correct. So I, I do think Maryland's gonna move the ball a lot, which is why I say get out to a lead and hang on to because I don't see Indiana coming back, especially against this Maryland defense, which is very opportunistic.
0: On the other side, for me, how Indiana could win, I could probably take that, that AK-47, you know, sh- not mm-hmm. shooting your foot that you, analogy you yep. use for Nebraska and, and move it to Indiana because they do a lot of that themselves. It's a little bit different style. Maybe their special teams aren't so bad, but really poorly timed special teams, really poorly yeah. timed, I don't know, missed tackles, whatever, whatever it is at – that right when you think they're taking control yep. of the game, they just give it right back.
1: They're good at finding the bad play at the worst time.
0: Oh! Yeah. That's good, How about man. That? Yeah, you just ripped that out. Now, I think
1: for Indiana, this is a time to try to reestablish your ground game with Stevie Scott and Ronnie Walker Jr. Maryland has a good defense, but they're ninth in the Big Ten against the, the run. So I, I think you want to set up, Set up the pass by running the ball initially. If if you're Indiana, yes, and then move to the the dink and dunk that that Peyton Ramsey is is known to do and is pretty damn good at. Yeah. So I just think Maryland's a little
0: more motivated here. Okay, don't you? I mean, um, this is their no. I really th- this is tough. There's okay. a reason why this is only a two point spread. Right? Yeah, I was
1: surprised it was that low. Yeah,
0: um, or
1: I should say th- that close to. Yeah, I-, I thought Maryland would probably
0: be favored a little <laughs> bit. I think. I think a lot of people were surprised that Indiana got beat as soundly as they did versus Minnesota for most of the game. I yeah. mean Indiana came back. I was surprised too. Yeah. I think people believe Indiana is an all around better team. Uh, I think the desert people have a hard time with giving teams uh, too much credit like Maryland that are so one handed. I mm-hmm. I mean, I used my dad always used to make fun of me in basketball. I I had no left hand to dribble, and okay. he would say if if I if he tied my right hand behind my back, I would uh, starve to death and wouldn't be able to wipe my own ass. <laughs> okay, and that's kind of what that's like the version of Maryland. They're they're like me. Yeah, they're like me as a, on a basketball court. Take take the right hand away. In this case, is their rushing attack, and they got no chance. I think Indiana has just a good enough defense, and especially coming off the late season hmm. bye like this. Okay, I think they. I think they will do it. I think they will win this game. So I would like wow. them, I I like them to cover the two, but I think it, the under fifty five is the play because okay. both of these defenses are sneakier good than I think a lot of people give them credit for.
1: See, I just see Maryland staring at that that bowl game. This is their last opportunity, probably, to get there. So, <laughs>
0: <laughs> so go ahead, premature chinging <laughs>
1: So I'm going Maryland in a chichang
0: here. All right, yeah.
1: I like Maryland not only to cover, but to win this game.
0: Okay. We uh, we got a little disagreement. All right. Next game up, the 6-3 Wisconsin Badgers at the 6-3 Penn State Nittany Lions. This is an 11 o'clock a.m. game on ABC. Penn State favored by 8.5 points. This is also a 55-point over-under. Hmm.
1: Yards per play, we got Wisconsin sitting at 3 at a plus 1.39. Penn State at 2 plus 1.49. So great matchup here.
0: Um, How
1: how can the Badgers win this game? Well, you're going to have to run the hell out of that ball because even with Hornibrook there, you weren't very efficient passing. We've seen Jack Cohn. He's not improvement. He's a step back from Hornibrook. So run the damn ball and hold on to it, for the love of God. Yeah. Um, uh, The magical
0: stat for Wisconsin right now is if they get 210 Ah, yards of rushing, they they win the game. But sometimes you know the devil's in the details Mm -hmm. or maybe the devil's in the statistics on this case. You also have to look at who they played when they got those sure. 210 yards yep. rushing. Unfortunately, one of them was Iowa. But I think you can really kind of say that, um, typically speaking, when they've played the the tougher competition, and I don't know, I, it's kind of weird to put, I guess, BYU into that, but the fact of the matter is if a team had a little bit more of a stout defense that could actually mm-hmm. force them a little bit to, to not be so successful running the ball, for lack of a better way of putting it, yeah. That's that's where they've had some issues.
1: And I'm just not sure that Penn State is that team. Really? I don't know. I haven't been impressed by them so far defensively. Yeah, I mean. I mean, they got manhandled by the Michigan offensive line.
0: Yeah. Um, I, and this is a better offensive line. I think, I think that's an accumulative effect in that game. So we're talking about Penn State-Michigan because the Michigan's defense is so off the charts good mm-hmm. that I think it winds up putting that much – pressure yeah. on your offense it wasn't like Michigan's offense was just running away with the game it was it, it was running away with the game in total because of their defense if that makes yeah. any sense like Penn State's defense did did just fine to even yeah. keep them somewhat in that game through about two and a half quarters
1: sure and I think you're gonna have to score a decent amount of points for Wisconsin because your your defense is just banged to hell right yeah. now you've got A handful of defensive backs questionable for this game, and we've defensive linemen, linebackers. They're they're hurt across the board. So you're going to have to put a lot of points on the board.
0: I mean, last year you could squint real hard and barely be able to tell the difference between the Michigan defense and the Wisconsin defense. It's almost like – it's just why it's hard to put any kind of stock in. It's hard to put a stock in a college team week to week, let alone year for year. It's completely different. With that being said, I think Penn State going against Michigan last week, now coming home to Happy Valley to play Wisconsin's defense, I don't know. You want to talk about a difference in play and them being able to move the ball and get something going at first. When I first saw this line, I thought it was crazy that Penn State was favored that much. Yeah and the more i looked into it and the more i see that i mean i don't even know how much wisconsin's even playing for yeah, they're a gonna big be... a big west championship sure r- i don't right know that they're mathematically out they're not it's... they're not mathematically out right. but they are mathematically out if they lose this game um, which is what i think is going to happen okay. i think penn state is is going to cover this isn't going to be a a shellacking because wisconsin mm-hmm. can will be able to run the ball some and they've they've got a lot of pride but I, I actually uh, definitely like the uh, uh, the over 8.5. In fact, I'm even going to give it a the – 50, the 55 for the total. Man, that thing's dead on. I wouldn't yeah. touch that thing with a 10-foot pole.
1: So we got Trace McSorley kind of banged up for Penn State too. Just overall, I think they're going to be banged up coming off of Michigan. This is kind of the game of broken bones, but also the game of broken dreams <laughs> because both of these teams aspired to be in the college football playoff – that's not happening anymore. The best they can aspire to is a pretty solid bowl game. With that said, I just think eight and a half is too much for a pretty solid Wisconsin team against, you know, uh, uh, nothing more than a solid Penn State team. So I like Wisconsin here, um, plus the eight and a half.
0: And, but who do, who do you think will win?
1: I think we'll go Penn State to win. Okay, with the home field advantage, yeah okay.
0: Moving along chronologically, we are up to the 2:30 p.m. games. Start out with the eight and one number five ranked Michigan Wolverines at the one and nine as far as possibly to be ranked Rutgers Scarlet Knights. 230 p.m. game. This is on Big Ten Network. Okay, so Michigan is at 39. Yeah. <laughs> They're oh. a thirty-nine point. Okay, I don't know if I've ever seen this before. You saw uh-huh. me laughing before when I pulled my sheet out. Thirty-nine point favorite. Right. The over/under is forty-eight. I know. <laughs> ever, <laughs> the, it is only ten points away for the. So basically, the, the Vegas is telling you that they're going to win this game, forty to t- forty to ten. Yeah. I right.
1: Mean, <laughs> well, and it it makes sense when you look at it. You know, I hate to. Well, let's start with the yards per play differential. Number one in the Big Ten versus number 14 in the Big Ten. Michigan's sitting at a hefty plus 2.65, and Rutgers negative 1.98. I mean, enormous. When,
0: when you know, Big Kurt and I see the same things that everybody else does. I used to not be a believer in the yards per play thing. I thought it oh, was it's... overblown, but I get it now. Um when they list off the teams in the country and it mm-hmm. means more deeper in the season you get when they list off the teams in the country with the best yards yep. per play stats Michigan's right up there with uh, Clemson and Alabama like there's a reason yep. that they're ranked number number 4 and
1: if you go down the Big 10 almost all of them make sense there's one outlier we'll we'll get to it okay. I won't say it now yeah um, and then on
0: the other side of it is is Rutgers so yeah um, so
1: and then to go a little deeper they have not scored over 17 points since Texas State, which was their first game of the year. They scored 35. Uh, they're last in the nation in scoring offense, 129. That's dead last, and they're last in the Big Ten in total offense. So that that team going against the Michigan defense, it actually does make sense when you when you think about it. I mean, I I would be hard pressed to see Rutgers scoring double digits in this game.
0: Well, and that's you know the question I've been asking is. How can you know Team A win or how can Team B win? The, the, the question for Rutgers is how can Rutgers score more than six points?
1: I don't see it happening. I mean, garbage time is really the only chance they have at scoring double digits, I think. The, the, but the goal for Michigan in this game, don't get hurt. For sure. The goal for Rutgers, don't get killed. Now, how much mercy will khaki pants have on Rutgers, and i think he will yeah
0: i think he's gonna call off the well backs. it's not so much i don't know if it's mercy it's so much as what's the point here right. i mean i mean what what are you trying to prove you're right. already the fourth fourth ranked team in the country um i think people will understand if you only beat ruckers 35 to 3 you know what i mean like i think people would be able to piece together why why yeah. that happened i would and Rutgers, I would think Shea Patterson would be. He could be out of this game at halftime. Absolutely. I and, mean, I don't think that's out of question. Karan Higdon too.
1: Rutgers D is not atrocious like their offense is. It, it, their defense is just bad. But still, uh, I, I obviously Michigan's going to win this game, right? Just by how much? I, I th- it would be the it would be the biggest upset in the history of the Big Ten. Well, okay, so let's talk about that a little bit. This is a tie for Rutgers in their history for their largest underdog role, which. I mean, it's a huge spread, but uh, for Michigan, the minus thirty-nine—is it thirty-nine? Is, it 39? is 39, that sitting yeah. at right now? Uh, largest away favorite for them in modern history, okay. which goes back forty years. Okay. I don't know. I just don't see them giving a full effort here past I about don't, halftime. I don't either. So, so I like Rutgers to cover. Okay. But uh, obviously, Michigan to win.
0: Uh, this probably doesn't make much sense because if you're taking one line, if you're The general thought process I think would be if you're if you're taking Michigan to cover the 39, you're probably going to take the over, right? Right. But maybe I'm weird. I actually, (laughs) I I like the under. Okay, but I'm going to stay away from the line just because it's so it's too big, right? Goofy, Yeah. yeah, it's ridiculous. But but I feel the same way. I really don't see much of a difference between. Okay, number one, Rutgers' defense isn't awful; it's no. okay. I I just don't see the point of running up the score, keeping right. guys out there. It just, it to me, this just screams forty-two to three, and that's it. Yeah, I agree with you. Or even thirty-five or thirty-eight to three. Yeah, just, I like what you said.
1: Thirty-five it. to three. Yeah. Uh, Michigan owns the series overall at three to one. Do you remember the Rutgers win? I do not. Twenty fourteen, they won twenty-six to twenty-four.
0: Okay. Yeah. To, wait. What?
1: To Rutgers beat oh Michigan in 2014, 26 to 24.
0: <gasps> I forgot all about that. Yeah, I don't That's remember insane. that game. Yeah. And here we are, a couple of years later. So that the must have been.
1: That was the last year Hulk. I assume.
0: Yeah. Yes. I Had think Hulk was involved yeah. with that. It's got Hulk right. Written all over it. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Next game up, the five and four Purdue Boilermakers at the four and five Minnesota Golden Gophers. 2.30 p.m. game. This is on ESPN2. The line is Purdue by 11. Over-under is 58. Give me the y- yards per play.
1: All right. Purdue sitting at a plus 1.29. That puts them fourth in the conference. Minnesota, negative 0.97. They dropped down to 13 in the conference. Okay. Yeah. Um, Purdue coming off a huge win here. We saw what happened last
0: time they came up Yeah. A big win. How, how does Purdue win this game?
1: How do they win this game? Boy, I don't... I think they got to run the ball. The weather's going to be terrible here. Yeah. Not terrible, but it's going to be cold. Not great. It's going to be mid 20s here in the Twin Cities. Yeah. So I don't see them just pitching it all over the field. I think they got to get DJ Knox involved in this game.
0: And you maybe start to think about how Purdue's offense looked in somewhat the same conditions uh, with Michigan State. Mm -hmm. But there's a big factor. There, which is Michigan State's defense right. is, you know, three, four, five notches ahead of Minnesota. Yep. Yeah, I, I agree. The way Purdue wins this game is uh, uh, Rondale Moore, by the way, was banged up last week. He mm. didn't practice at all before the Iowa game last week. Um, I wonder if he'll be healthy again because okay. something that you can do in the passing game is, you know, maybe it's not so much as, you know, bombing it down the field A long and everything. Handoff. Right. Which the is basically what Rondell Morris So sure. my guess is you're going to see a lot of that along with DJ Knox. Yeah, I agree with you there. How about the other side? How's, how's Minnesota pull this off?
1: All right. Do they pull an Illinois from last week? You know, it, are they revitalized by Rob Smith? No First longer thing. being their defensive yep. coordinator. Yep. Um, Joe Rossi takes over, as we mentioned, defensive line coach. So does that spark them? Do we see a different type of, of defense And if you listen to Gophers fans, they have the same complaints that Illinois fans have had until last week, is why aren't we trying something different? For the love of God, this is not working. We're banging our head against the wall. Just do something different, anything.
0: And the fact of the matter is, the defensive coordinator, they are the ones that set the game plan. They are the ones that that keep the tone. If Mm -hmm. there is something of a, by golly, we're a man defense, we're going to play man defense, That comes from the defensive coordinator. So that is how a new voice can come into the room, onto the team, and make a difference. Probably saying the same things I did last week when we found out about uh, Illinois' change at defensive coordinator. Simple things down, Mm -hmm. which typically I believe involves a little bit more zone, and pick something to do. Okay. Maybe they look at the film last week and watched how they just Purdue just bombed it right over top of Iowa's young secondary. By yep. the way, Minnesota's secondary looks about the same. It's 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 yeah. it's more of a rumor than it is an actual secondary. Mm-hmm. So but with that being said, pick something to do. If it's me and I'm looking at the conditions, maybe the conditions can be your twelfth defender versus that Purdue attack. Sure sell out against the run, and at least see if you can force them into some uncomfortable downs.
1: I agree with that. Uh, Minnesota has given up 30-plus points in all Big Ten games, so they got to change that this week. Um, Purdue has a pretty porous pass defense. That doesn't really play into Minnesota very well. I mentioned the weather. Tanner Morgan, can he air it out and, and, and win passing the ball? I'm not sure he can. Um, so we got, would you,
0: what do you have the spread at here? Uh, 11 is where it's at got right it now. Got it 11. 58 in the over. That's uh, big,
1: but I think I've got to go Purdue here. Purdue got to win right? and, and cover that 11 points.
0: Yeah. Um, I'm staying the hell away from this game. I, this, it's just, yeah, I don't Whenever like I feel like whenever you have an odd you know, spread of 11, I, I feel like nobody knows what's going on with that. Mm-hmm. But if you put a gun up to my head, I have got to see that Minnesota defense improve first. Before I'm only right. gonna, before I'm gonna, you know, uh, pick them to cover and keep it within two touchdowns to Purdue. So yeah, I'm gonna take Purdue to cover the 11, and it seems like to me that 58 is also a a bit low. That's assuming Minnesota is yeah. going to put. Because by the way, Purdue's defense not great, not excellent. Nope. So I, I would take the over of, of the two bets here. I would take the over. I like that one the most. But everything about this game. Seems to be a stay away. Pretty close series overall. Minnesota leads thirty-seven to thirty-three with three
1: ties. This is Purdue's largest away favorite since two thousand seven.
0: All right, next game up, last two thirty game. We will talk about the five and four Big Ten West leading Northwestern Wildcats traveling two to the six and three number twenty-one ranked Iowa Hawkeyes. Two thirty p.m. This game is on Fox. Iowa by ten ten and a half points. Mm. The over-under is at 44. What do you got for Oof. yards per play?
1: Okay, here's the outlier I mentioned earlier. Tied for 12th in the conference, Northwestern at a negative 0.79. You know who they're tied with? Illinois. Hmm. They have the exact same yards per play differential. Crazy. Northwestern in first place. Really? Illinois sitting at 4-5 and five with two Big Ten wins. Iowa is fifth in the conference at plus plus. One point two seven yards per play.
0: Really, that's something. The first thing you can point out about this game: one team is probably way worse than what their records is, or way better than what their record is, and that's Iowa. The other team, mm-hmm. probably not as good as what their record is, or at least as far as their divisional record yep. is concerned. So conference record, but yeah, which all goes back to coaching. Of so course. So how's how's Northwestern win this game? Well,
1: before we go there, last week I gave you a quick quiz and i asked you who's the leading rusher for northwestern the answer was jeremy larkin who is it still right jeremy now? larkin it's still jeremy larkin <laughs> that's crazy bowser has 320 yards larkin 346 okay. so assuming yeah. they can make anything done on the ground he's finally going to be their leading rusher going into the 11th game of the season um, how does northwestern win this i guess just do northwestern things i mean you're not going to run the ball well against iowa but i think Clayton Thorson's got to step up his game a little bit. Uh, He's had, where, where, where did, I don't see it here. It was one one stat stat I saw. The one stat, yeah, over the last
0: three games, he has not gone over 170 yards passing. So you're kind of like, wait, who's that against? Okay, Notre Dame, good defense. Wisconsin and Rutgers. Wow. So, you know, the, the idea that, uh, Northwestern has been winning games because Clayton Thorson has just been yeah, it's not true. chucking it all over. It hasn't been the case. And um, it's not
1: like he has a crazy touchdown interception ratio. I think it's something like 11
0: to 10. Right. Yeah. But on the other side, I heard a different podcast say, "Well, you know, Northwestern has been running the ball a lot better lately." Okay, that on its uh, uh, the statement on its own is mm-hmm. true, but to go so far as to say Northwestern is running the ball well, I don't well, I don't think that's what you can say
1: no they're not running it well but they have been improving I think you can say that can you ever remember a team that was so flawed yet played so like
0: just won games that they weren't supposed to I mean you could it's the weirdest thing you you could make a case that Pat Fitzgerald should be the the Big Ten coach of the year
1: without a doubt you can make that case because he
0: should be in that conversation yeah I mean a part of it, a lot of the flaws, <laughs> I mean, it's happening under the hand of Pats Fitzgerald yeah. as well. But the way he always gets them dialed in and moving forward and never yep. giving up, we say the same things every week, but it's because the same things just keep coming true. So if you look at these teams on paper, this spread makes a lot of
1: sense. But if you just, if you know who Northwestern is and you watch them on a weekly basis, it makes no sense at all.
0: Yeah. Um, the desert people are looking at things on the paper right now. So yeah. you know, slip uh, moving around to Iowa. How can Iowa win this game? I think the biggest thing is can Iowa, after that Purdue game ended, essentially their season goals ended. Mm-hmm. They're mathematically still possible, but yeah, but I it's mean, unlikely. Very, 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 very unlikely. So. That is the biggest question that any Iowa fan has right now: is are they going to come back into Kinnick, be fired up, and and you know catch fire again and be able to play in this game after two play heartbreaking hard-game. losses in a row? Two let, of them. Let's yeah. point out
1: um, Northwestern. You know we're talking about who they have left on the schedule after this at Minnesota and Illinois, right? Iowa, also two pretty easy games, Illinois and Nebraska, although the Nebraska one is, is a rivalry.
0: Right, but I would say is one thing that I've tried to learn or keep in mind, I don't know how to write where word is, is don't fall into the trap of how one win or one loss can just affect your overall look of the overall mm-hmm. season. Uh, Scott Docterman of The Athletic, a yep. great guy, he wrote an article about – Comparing this Iowa team to Iowa teams in the past, and there was a the 2003 team finished with a 10 and 3 record. They were pretty much out of the conference race early, Hmm. and you look back on that that season fondly because they won a big bowl game over Florida, and you were you know happy about. Point I'm trying to make is if uh, Iowa wins this game, they still have a chance to move forward and finish with a big season. Well, heck yeah, they on the other side. Okay, yeah. Let's say Northwestern. Loses. Okay, now they're going to be sitting at a five and five record. Yep. Suddenly, you're back on the road again, flying up to Minnesota. Yeah. I'm just saying, there is. This is a big game for both teams. Everybody's oh, making it to be game a big. West, everybody's right? making it a big game, uh, just for I or, just for Northwestern. But or, it's 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 a big game for both teams for for how it could wind up uh, uh, shaping out for Northwestern season.
1: Yep, and we've gone over this. Um, a lot of recent weeks but Northwestern 24 and 9 as a road dog in their last 11 years and they've won 8 straight right. as a road dog
0: right so i mean breaking down the game to me Northwestern's got a good defense i'm not as sold on their offense i mm-hmm. i it is hard for me to believe that Northwestern is going to put up a lot of points in this game on the other side of things i think Iowa's offense at, at the very least, is just better than Northwestern's defense. I mean, there's not a matchup that really hmm. scares me too much. Okay, uh, and I mean, I, 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 if good Stanley shows up, right. and in fact, even if pretty good Stanley shows up, we just we just can't have horribly ugly, <laughs> bone heading. You know, we Stanley. don't want that Stanley. As long as that Stanley doesn't show up, I think Iowa wins the game, and that's what I think will happen. But you're giving me ten and a half points in the backdoor cover with Northwestern. I'm taking Northwestern and the points. Yeah. But as far as the over/under, that's at a forty-four. Yeah, I'd stay away from that one. I would stay away from it, but I would I yeah. would take the over if I had to. I think there can be more points on the board than that. But yeah, I, I think Iowa wins the game, but but Northwestern covers.
1: Yeah, I agree with you there, and I'm even going to go on that Northwestern cover.
0: Okay. All right, so that uh, now we go to, we got to go back in time so that we can get to We've got the 8 and 1 number 10 ranked Ohio State Buckeyes traveling to the 6 and 3 number 18 ranked Michigan State Spartans. This is an 11 o'clock a.m. game, also on Fox. Line, kind of interesting. Ohio State favored by three and a half points. Mm. The over/under is 52. Mm.
1: All right. Ohio State sitting at number six in the Big Ten, plus 1.02 yards per play differential. Michigan State at nine, negative 0.25 yards per play differential.
0: Yeah. Um, all right. How does how does Sparty pull this off? Boy. I guess by the way, I just said how does Sparty pull this off? And they're only three and a half or four point favorites, depending on where you're at.
1: Yeah, but I guess be Sparty, which is the team that's the destroyer of dreams. They they're good at that, right? So just sink into that role. This is an opportunity for their offense to show that they are competent against this Ohio State D that's just notorious for giving up huge plays, right? Yeah. So You know, you just kind of have to put up some points on the board that you haven't been doing all year. So right together.
0: Simple question: You need, let's say, Michigan State needs to score. eh, We'll call it twenty-seven points to win this game. Mm -hmm. Who do you want as the quarterback to put those points on the board? Rocky Lombardi (laughs) or Brian Lewerke?
1: Neither one's a great choice, but I think right now you just go with Rocky. I agree because Lewerke, his confidence is gone. Plus, he's not
0: his shoulders not feeling great. Just go with the young guy. And I just feel like he's had a little bit of a, more of a hotter hand right yeah. now.
1: Yeah, I mean, they, just, they look like they have a little bit more of a spark, but this is not a team that can play from behind. So I said so that early, get an early lead. and, yeah, and on to that.
0: so to answer, you know, the question of how does Michigan State win this game, it's the same answer quite a bit with Michigan State. Mm-hmm. You, you muddy this up and you turn it into a Michigan State yep. game. And just like you just said, it was a good point about not coming from behind – it just needs to stay within a, eh, we'll call it, you know, three to seven point game throughout the game mm-hmm. so that there is no, you know, uncomfortable lead that, that they got to come back with. Yep. As long as you get into the second half and that's the game you see, <laughs> it's a dogfight. It's anybody's game at that point.
1: And then I'd say also Sparty it up with a trick play here or there.
0: Yes. Yeah, I feel like we haven't seen that in a while. So, yeah, special teams, something like that, that's a really good call. As far as Ohio State, I mean, I think for how they win the game, it's kind of weird, but it's like talking about the revamped Illinois defense Uh or the revamped Minnesota defense. Pick something to stop. To me, I I am run blitzing and run blitzing just – Force either a not so healthy Brian Lewerke or hasn't really been in too many games like this. Rocky Lombardi mm-hmm. force him into you know second and five plus, third and seven or eight plus type of situations. Sure. That's got to work to Ohio State's advantage at that point.
1: Yeah, I agree with you there. Uh, moving over to the offense we know they've been struggling running the ball. This is not the the defense that you want to try to run on. But do they do they try to establish run early because you you need to you need to improve if you want to make any noise in the college football playoffs and if
0: you want to beat Michigan, right? Thanks for bringing that up. I I might have forgot that. That to me is the most intriguing part of mm-hmm. this game. I don't think there was any question that Urban was trying to he his voice got heard in that that bye week between Purdue and Nebraska, okay. and he said, "We're gonna we're gonna run the ball. Yeah, we cannot be chucking the ball around the field like this all the way into November into the college right. football playoffs. We got to be more of a balanced offense to be able to beat some of these better teams. Yep. And but Michigan State stops the run as good or better than anybody in right. the country. So how how long will we will we see that? Number one, would they and maybe how it would be a situation would would Ohio State come out throwing the ball?" To loosen things up and then try okay. to establish then try to where, I, that is what is intriguing me the most. And I think if they do get shut
1: down running the ball, they can still win this game by just pitching it all over the yard. I agree. So, And, and Michigan State, let's also point out, not a great pass defense. You know, obviously great run, but they're not great against
0: the pass. And so that just makes that. what we're talking about just now all the more intriguing right. because all of the, the, the stats and analytics and whatnot – Tell you that Ohio State should throw the ball to win this game. Right. But I don't know. That's that's what's going to be interesting. Will they be stubborn or will they just, you know, take what's there? So Ohio State, five straight against
1: the spread losses. Really?
0: This yeah. year. This year. Huh. Uh
1: Ohio State under Urban Meyer, eleven and two straight up, ten and three against the spread, when laying four points or less, or as an underdog. Okay. Wow.
0: But man, I feel like, you know, there was all the the stats like that that got thrown out with urban coming off of a buy and yep. none of none of that came true no, it really last didn't. week versus nebraska
1: no it didn't but um you, you know, know another
0: f- misnomer too mm-hmm. is um that this has been like an even series between michigan state and ohio, ohio state ohio state has pretty much handled I'm michigan state i'm glad you state. brought that up yeah. 31 and 15 they lead this series
1: which is weird you think they've only played 46 times now, Michigan State joined the Big Ten in 1950, but they didn't even play regularly until about 1965. Hmm. Isn't that strange? That is strange. Yeah. But I, I think I'm just going to go Ohio State here, even with that hook. That hook is a little nasty there. But I like Ohio State. I don't love it to cover that spread.
0: Yeah. Um, the the 52 over and un, over under, I I don't know. It's just I've, I go through the scores in my head of what I think they could be, and that thing is, is right on it. I <laughs> yeah. just don't like that. But the one I think I have officially talked myself into okay. is Ohio State covering that three and a half or yeah. a four. Um, I, this this very well could be a close game, and it's Sparty's game. Um, however, I think it very well could be an Ohio State easy victory yeah. where you never really felt that nervous about. Yep. I, I, and it's not – a knock against Michigan state per se it's more a knock of the matchups you know the whole proverbial boxing the style makes the fight in this case Michigan state's style works against a lot of teams i just don't think it matches up versus ohio state yeah another
1: another team that's just been ravaged by injuries too yeah they're just not what they were at
0: the beginning of the year nope all right so that gets us through the big 10 slate of games we'll move on to the the more prominent uh, out-of-conference games, and I think you kind of start going through these games because if you're a Ohio State fan, or if you're especially if you're a Michigan fan, and you're looking at the college football playoff rankings, these are things that can are games that can make a big difference, plus or minus, for your chances of getting in. So the first one I'm going to start out with is Oklahoma State at Oklahoma, 2:30 p.m. game on ABC. Uh, did you take a look at this line by chance?
1: I did not. Okay. I, I, I looked at. It. I don't remember what it was though. Okay, take a guess. It's hard to put you on this. Planet. I'm gonna say so. It's at Oklahoma. I'll go Oklahoma,
0: eight and a half. <laughs> Oklahoma by twenty. What, <laughs> dude? I. So you know the whole th- throw the throw wow. the records out the window, right? Well, yeah. When, it's when, I mean, this is bedlam. Yeah. <laughs> That's why I, I know.
1: didn't go too high. It's a rivalry game,
0: right? Because you were thought, yeah, maybe it could be as low as six or seven. Yeah, but I'll I'll go somewhere. So it's twenty points. I mean, so they're gonna have to score sixty because that, they're gonna it, give up forty. Yeah, that, exactly. <laughs> right. That's exactly where I'm going with that. What? Well, how many points do you think Oklahoma State's? It. it by the way, it hasn't been. You know, as good of an Oklahoma State no. offense has has been in the past. Right. A little bit down the street. but they've 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 shown spurts of it. I mean, yeah. they put up a lot of points versus a pretty good Texas defense just a couple weeks right. ago. They have been awful on the road. They've been horrible mm. on the road. Okay. So there's some things you can point to, but 20 points in a rivalry that surprises me against an Oklahoma defense that's just bad. It's just yep. a bad defense. I don't know. Maybe there's something I'm missing. Another Desert People special. Yep. <laughs> I'm taking Oklahoma State in the points. I like him as well. In that game. All right. Another one. I don't know. I guess I threw it on there. Mississippi State at Alabama's 2.30 p.m. game on CBS. Bama by 23 and a half points. Hmm. Mississippi State's got a really good defense. Bama's coming it. off as physical of a game as they've played sure. all year. But Mississippi State is kind of a poor man's LSU. They are. That is a very good way of putting it. Mm -hmm. They do not have a very good offense. There's a ton of teams in the SEC that just don't have much of an offense to speak of. I don't know. I guess I'm just going. The the one thing I would say is. So it's 20. How much is it? 23 and a half. 23 and a half. I have just. This is just my spidey sense going off. I think there's. I don't think Tua is all the way healthy. No. Right now. So they're due. They're due for just something not looking sure. great. Almost impossible for me to say Alabama's going to lose this game. I'm, t- I'm taking Mississippi State in the points in this game. Think just, I just an ugly game. They're due I for th- an ugly game.
1: Yeah, I could see that. I, I'm leaning Bama, though. Okay.
0: Uh, another one. Again, this is uh, college football playoff implications. Auburn at Georgia. 6 o'clock p.m. game on ESPN. Georgia favored by two touchdowns, 14. Whoa. Um Auburn is—they're just not a very good football team this year. The weirdest thing but is seeing ranked. Jared. <laughs> the weirdest thing is seeing Jared Stidham still being mentioned as like a potential first-round pick. With with that being said, shouldn't the Auburn offense look quite a bit better than what they've been looking like, pretty much all year? Yeah. Well,
1: so Jared Stidham, I just don't think he fits that well. Into what Gus Malzahn wants to do, I'm not sure why, you know, he chose to transfer to Auburn or why Gus Malzahn yeah, wanted him to go. That's a good point. I mean, Gus is great when he has an excellent running quarterback.
0: Yeah, that can and, throw the ball kind of.
1: Yeah, that can kind of doesn't have to throw great, just Stidham's adequate. Almost the exact opposite. He's the ex- of that. exact opposite. Yeah, yeah,
0: that's weird. Um, Makes sense. Really though, honestly, like Georgia, their their offense hasn't looked fantastic no. either. Um, I can kind of see a, just a sluggish game here i would take the points i'm gonna, I'm gonna take auburn in the points because obviously well. pretty good defense um another one that's getting a little bit of of uh, love right now is clemson traveling all the way up to uh boston college seven o'clock mm. p.m game abc clemson's favored by 20. i am definitely going mm. to tune into this game because i don't know i, I are have we been a little bit light on pandemonium this year on college football?
1: Yeah, I, th- I think we probably have. Like there hasn't been an a lot upset of upset that we
0: have not seen that nobody saw coming from no There hasn't been a lot out. of them. Yeah. So that's It's got to happen at some again, point. Again, spidey sense is going off a little bit on this game because I mean, number one, all the Big 10 games are going to be over, you know, by dinnertime on Saturday. So something's got to be on the TV. I don't, I don't see Dylan being able to run on Clemson, though. and he's not even all the way healthy. Yeah, he's he's debatable to even play. It's right a now. big spread. I'm not yeah. sure which
1: way I'd go. I, I might lean a little Clemson there.
0: Okay, I'm I'm gonna lean Boston College. Yeah. I would definitely lean that. Boston College if, it, if you get word that that clock killing cor- or AJ Dylan yep. is going to be playing in this game. And then one more, I just put on last minute Florida State. At Notre Dame, this just dropped down two points to a a 16.5-point spread. Why? Because Notre Dame quarterback Ian Book is not going to be able to play in this game because of a rib injury he uh, uh, suffered in the Northwestern game. So maybe – when it's all said, and done, Northwestern will have something to do with the college football playoff and the big 10 getting in, because my guess is I'm, I'm no doctor. I haven't like looked into this, um, anything that I've read on Ian book, but a rib injury for a quarterback does not seem like a one week injury. That would seems like that would be something that would affect him for a week or two. And they got Syracuse next after this game. Um, Now, so I kind of, suddenly perked up, you know, so, um, for this Florida State-Notre Dame game. The, the problem is it's supposed to be cold and yeah. crappy, and Florida State is traveling up from Tallahassee to oh, go play. I boy. mean, That's that, true. that just pretty much puts a puts a stopper to it right there for what you think.
1: I think you just convinced me. I wasn't sure which way I was going to go, but I think now I'm going Notre Dame. Yeah, they'll yeah. just
0: – I mean, basically Florida State still has a good defense, okay? Um mm-hmm. I would look hard at the over under in this game. I'll be honest, I don't have it in front of me right now, but I don't see a lot of points. I can see Florida State making sure they take something away, which should be the Notre Dame running game. And I think Florida State's defense is good enough to do that. But Florida State's offensive line is a sieve. It's, it's, it's got to be one of the, definitely the worst blue blood offensive line in the country this year, yeah. and it's in the it's in the team picture for being the worst offensive line just in power five in general. So I think I like the over under. I just I, I think it'll just be an ugly Notre Dame win, something like twenty one to ten.
1: Yeah, well, Wimbush is playing, so it's probably going to be ugly in some capacity,
0: <laughs> right? Because that's kind of his games look ugly. Yeah, that's yeah. what he does. Yeah, until totally he just. Chucks one up in the air over the Michigan secondary. Right. Oh, one stat I forgot to throw out is, uh, and i got to give Steve Dace credit for this. Did you know Michigan's defense has uh, only allowed three passing touchdowns all year? Okay. Didn't know that. But they have scored four touchdowns off of pick sixes. Wow. So they've
1: <laughs> scored more passing touchdowns <laughs> than, than the opposing than the opposing.
0: Yeah. That's impressive. Yeah. We could, like, literally do a whole separate podcast just on Michigan's defense yeah, right now. Yeah, maybe we should do like, that. It's like a historic thing. So Dial down at the end of the season. All right. So sorry for the delay, uh, yeah. but the week 11 – podcast is wrapped up i really appreciate we both really appreciate you guys tuning in please share please all you got to do is just forward it on to a couple buddies i had please do somebody tell me today they you got three new listeners today from people that's 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 all we're looking for you just forward it on and it, and it just it just grows it grows organically from yep. there that's what we're looking for
1: Talk about us. Yeah, put us in your next presentation at work.
0: <laughs> yeah, that would work. That we could do that. All right. So I am Jeffrey the Greek, and this is Big Kurt here, and this is the Eyes on Big podcast. We thank you a lot.